Greetings, constant listeners. It's Jen, the gingerbread girl, Adams. What you're about to hear is a clip from our latest Patreon-exclusive episode in which we list the 10 best Stephen King stories to read during Thanksgiving. Joining us are special guests Janelle Jansen and Jason Pellegrini. How do you hear the full thing? Become a member of our Patreon, The Barons. It's there you can unlock over 100 hours worth of exclusive content, which includes our Stephen King archival series, our new Dark Tower Detour series, and over a dozen commentaries on all of your favorite Stephen King movies, and even monthly hangouts over Zoom. You can subscribe now through the link in the description of this episode, or you can visit www.patreon.com slash the barons. Hope to see you there over long days and pleasant nights. It's like that dinner with Paul, you know, when they're like having a really mm-hmm. nice time. I always feel bad about that, especially in the movie. I always feel kind of really bad. I'm like, oh, this mm-hmm. is kind of going nice. Like, you know, Paul, you're ruining it. Even though you're, even though you're trying to escape, you come know? on, Paul. What are like, you doing? Even though you're being held against your will. Yeah, right. you know, it's like maybe give her this night. She, you know, this is a nice dinner. That was another amazing audio, by the way. I definitely, mm-hmm. if you have checked that one out, the woman who plays, uh, she wasn't Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think that's the only thing I remember her from. Yeah, she, she's the teacher she, in season four. Yeah, she's in charge of the initiative until she gets, you know, skewered. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, interesting. She, she does. She, she does a. Very excellent Annie Wilkes. I mean, I loved Misery from the get-go, but that just, yeah, again, mm-hmm. it's just, it just adds layers to it. Yeah, that's one of my top five yeah. favorites. Love. Well, you've, you've done uh, you've done the Annie Wilkes cosplay for the, oh, the that's podcast right. multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, the, the best was for Steven's birthday. Uh, Steven, like I know him. Fucking idiot, oh, Mike. Like for Stephen King's, <laughs> that, that was great though. Yeah, I, I, I still hope that I hope to God that he saw that, which would be hilarious. I know, I do kind of wish he did. Although he probably would like or <laughs> issue an order of protection against me if he did. Number one fan. Well, speaking of order pr- protection, <laughs> number oh, one fan. I got a quick sidebar. I'm sorry. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. George R. R. Martin did a sit down with Stephen King. I don't know where it was. It was during. I don't know what book he was promoting, but anyway, George R. R. Martin told the story. They were talking about like crazy people, blah blah blah. You know, they're they're adoring fans. Um, and George R. R. Martin's like, you know, the weirdest thing I got from a fan was they left a box at my my house, no address, and I open it, nothing in it but a copy of Misery. Ooh, that's ominous. That's that is weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, Remind I feel like wild. Uh huh. Somebody needs to be. I feel like I feel like George R. R. Martin needs an Annie Wilkes though now. Uh huh. You know to kind of to kind of, to kind of finish his books. You know, I'm sure HBO would have loved to have sent yeah. one over. You know, maybe if we'd had one George. before, like seasons, the last two seasons. You know, that might have helped out things. I think HBO probably was just like, you know, it might even market us better if we could mm. finish this fucking book. Like, you know, George, maybe, maybe like not go to the con in, in New Jersey next weekend. It's been 10 years. It's, Damn it's, it. It's been, it's ridiculous. I, I gotta say, like, it just makes you appreciate Stephen King who's popping out like fucking books twice a year. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know how he uh, does it. I don't know either. It's, 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 one wild. of the things he said, oh, Martin asked him, like, how do you write books so fast? He's <laughs> like, I sit down and do it. Oh, yeah, he just sits down and does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, Martin's gonna anyway. <laughs> but you can't always do that. Yeah, we'll save that for the Martin podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, 
I mean, we have enough people on the podcast to probably go deep in it. Like Fleer, who's on the show, one of our co-hosts, he he knows everything to Game of Thrones, and uh, I just, I know he's still waiting for the book. So, <laughs> you know, it'll, maybe it'll come out there eventually. Maybe you know, maybe like the Kennedy assassination, we'll finally get some answers. You know, <laughs> nice. which is a great seg for lucky number seven. 11, 22, 63. One of my favorite books. It just celebrated its 10th anniversary this year, which makes me feel that much older on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis now. Thank you very much, <laughs> Time. God. Thanks for that. But speaking of Time, the, the date certainly lines up because, it, look, November. Janelle, you placed it at number two, so take it away. What, what is your reasoning here? Oh, I forgot what order I did. Well, I was just mainly because it was like in November. Yeah. <laughs> of the date and because I love the book and I also like the adaptation too. I just think it's really good and people don't talk about it enough. I feel like I know it's really popular, but a lot of people don't, don't talk about it enough because it's not horror, I guess. The book or the adaptation? The book. Yeah. And the adaptation. Well, at least not in my circle. I don't hear about it a lot. In fact, a lot of us, a lot of people that I'm in like a read along with to reread all this stuff, never read it before. It's wild. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the opposite. I mean, I mean, not people talking only about eleven twenty two sixty three, but really? it definitely gets it definitely gets a lot of, a lot of praise. I, I know. Uh, oh yeah, Robin, you're a, a big fan, huge fan of it. Yeah, I mm. mean, it, I I love this story. I think it's I actually do think it's really perfect for November, just because so much of the book revolves around community, and mm-hmm. it also revolves around just like meetups, and you know, obviously there's some devastating dinners and meetups in that book, but it's, sad. it's really mm-hmm. sad. But like the idea, I think one of the things I, I, I feel every year in each passing year of Thanksgiving, as I get older is just, it's almost like the rings on a tree where I'm just like, wow, like this, this many has gone by and like, ult- you know, ultimately on a long enough timeline at a, at a Thanksgiving dinner, everyone's going to start talking about the past and they're going to start talking about how much time has gone by and, you know, how much time do we have left and, you know, how we should hang out more together. And I feel like that sense of time and how much you have to appreciate the times you have together is like literally the basis and found, the thematic foundation of 112263 mm-hmm. without spoiling anything of that story. But it certainly sent me into not an existential crisis or anything, but like it definitely made me realize just like, I don't know. I, just, I think about it all the time. And, it, mm-hmm. and for that very reason, just like, you know, there's that line in the office that Andy says, and most people always say it, is that, you know, I wish that when I was in the good times, people would, someone would have told yeah, me. You so knew. I appreciate it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that book really stresses that where it's like, you don't realize how good things are until it's gone. And that, I, I think that's ultimately a Thanksgiving theme in itself is like we should be thankful for what we have we should be thankful for the goodness in the that we have in our own lives so yeah i think this is a great entry that for is this. so true yeah you know yeah I, I constantly have to tell myself to, to i don't know like when i was in my 20s i could have been so much happier <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now in hindsight i'm like i had it pretty easy you know yeah i guess so it's just like now you're just i don't know thinking back and wishing you would have appreciated it a lot of eleven twenty two sixty three to me is about like finding your chosen family as opposed to mm-hmm. like your actual family. And when I think of, like my family causes me so much stress around the holidays that like 
I have just been thinking a lot about that. And that I think is the warmth, like in Jody, the time he spends there is my favorite section of that book. And I think it's just because he's found his family, he's found the place where he belongs. And that doesn't necessarily have to be this awkward dinner that you have once a year. And then you do it a month later for Christmas. It can be the people that you choose to spend time with and, you know, finding the place you belong. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I've noticed that as you get older in life and I'm sure we're all, Experience that you realize, you know, for something that's infinite, you don't have a lot of time yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. So, not that I, I, I'm, I'm saying, oh man, I missed my my uh, my glory days in my my twenties, but like, you learn to appreciate mm-hmm. it more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let that be a lesson. <laughs> you know, going into Thanksgiving this year, definitely keep that in mind. 